Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Welcome, Willows. Welcome, Tyler, to this another fine episode of Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we talk about business things sober and then drunk to see if we come to the same conclusion. Um, and uh, we didn't add this like previously, I don't think, but uh, we also usually record this after a full work day which can be you know sometimes two hours that could be eight hours in today's case it for me it was 13 hours and 40 minutes of physical labor so plus liquor it should be a good time yeah yeah i mean like we're we're both if uh if you it was, it was, you just listen to the intro of this podcast, obviously, because this is the beginning of the episode, and this is when people usually tune out. You heard you heard Tyler say, "This isn't two podcasters trying to talk business; this is two business people trying to talk podcast or whatever." That was the intro. <laughs> trying to talk and, podcast. Um, yeah, we're working professionals, man. We're business people, and we're well. Uh, professional might be stretching. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, we work. Um, this is my busy season. Your busy season, I guess, is the all time. All, it basically all the time, except for like maybe January, Holidays. February. Sure. Post Christmas, everything kind of grinds slowly because everyone's on vacation. My summers uh, are quite busy, so yeah, I work a full day, you work a full day outside, yeah. and then. Uh, and for reference, if that doesn't make sense to you, why everyone goes on vacation January, February, it's because first of all, everyone's depressed, and second of all, because it's cold. And we want to go to warm places, just yeah. for context for people. If you don't know, live in Canada, is that normal? People I feel going like there's away like spring the break. Spring break's pretty normal. I think people like go away in the winter. Well, maybe over the holidays. Yeah, I think. Not everyone is winter like us. Yeah, but people can't get time off work. Fair. But they get like time off work and yeah, Christmas right. Because we live in a socialist country and we get paid vacations. Fucking socialists. Anyway, uh, God today, bless them. Today we're drinking some wild turkey bourbon. Uh, cheers. I just started saying that because I wanted to take a sip. Uh, best thing after a long day. Oh, it's kind of sweet, actually. Bourbon typically is. Was not expecting that. I like it. Yeah, me too. I've been on the bourbon recently. I've been uh, drinking uh, some Buffalo Trace. That was the first bourbon I ever really discovered, and I've been really liking it. And then um, it was at a bar... And I ordered a Buffalo Trace on uh, on the rocks, and they said, oh, we just killed our last bottle, but we have some wild turkey. And I said, mm, okay. And uh, they gave me some wild turkey, and that's how I discovered this one. So. Now we're drinking wild turkey. Now we're drinking wild turkey. Um, what's, what's new? What's... Uh... Uh, honestly, not, not a lot. Uh, Perfect. Well, or... thank you for listening to the podcast. Um when I say not much is new, I mean, in terms of, like, my actual life, very little has changed, except for the fact that I got another cat. Oh, um, congratulations. I haven't met him yet. Right. Her. But I saw the pictures. They're all hymns. I think all cats are boys. Okay. Uh, so we have a one, whatever, one young cat that's, like, whatever, nine months old, ten months old now. And we're out a lot, a lot of weekends and stuff. So I figured, hey, we'll get a second cat. Then she won't be so lonely. Is she lonely, Knox? Maybe I don't know. We're proje- we're projecting our emotions onto her. So, so you just she- wanted a second cat, and you used. Oh, my cat's lonely. I'm gonna get a second one. Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, it, I mean, it may be true, it may not be. Who knows? But either way, uh, g- 
got another uh, cat, like a little baby kitten, just barely old enough to, you know, be away from its mother. Maybe too young, which, I mean, we found out afterwards, but really small, like the size of a medium potato. Oh, how? Maybe, maybe smaller. Wait, how big is a medium potato? No, like make another comparison. Not everyone can watch the video version of this podcast on youtube.com slash boatwillows. Maybe you should. So maybe you should, but if if they're not if they're just listening to If you're not the familiar version, with potatoes, yeah. what's more universal than fucking potatoes, Willows? <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? No, I'm not making another comparison. Go to the, <laughs> go to your grocery store and do some research. Um That's problematic. You're assuming the entire fine. world is potatoes. I mean, they're one of the most... I'm not going into this. Um, <laughs> you just don't know I don't like let to, me go, Isaacs, on you. You just know I like to argue about things that I don't believe in, and, and I'm about that, to argue with and, and you about matter. potatoes, and no one gives a shit. You don't believe in potatoes? Um. So here's the thing. Have you ever seen a potato before? Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I don't mean like a mashed potato. I mean like an actual potato. Yeah, like yesterday. Hmm? I cook. Hmm? They're not a scam. I swear to God, they're real. Hmm? So we bring this cat home, and um, unsurprisingly, uh, original cat, old cat, I'll call her for now on, old cat as in nine months, does not like new cat. And, uh, you know, it's understandable. Your but cat's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really like people or animals or anything. Really. I like her. Right. Um, and yeah, now it's end of day two and new cat can only get within about five feet of old cat without her like hissing and basically screaming and trying to attack. So, uh, yeah, as far as fixing that loneliness problem, now she's not lonely. Now she's just like a, a ball of anxiety and totally pissed and petrified. So I guess we've transitioned from lonely to really angry um so it's a change do you know in uh, a bunch of countries it's illegal to get one guinea pig or one rabbit yeah that was kind of the thinking you have to get two yeah because they'll die of loneliness i I think that's just a general rule with mammals that they don't do well in isolation so bear with me it's illegal to have like one guinea pig in like new i don't know where this was belgium Right. Why is it legal for me to be single and girls to be ma- mean to me all the time? I think we should legislate. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like Jordan Peterson. I don't think so. No, he literally made that argument. What, that we should... Like I like for- Jordan. Like forcing monogamy. Really? Yes. I like Jordan Peterson. That's, that doesn't sound like that him. That is but absolutely something that he believes in. I'm not like a big, like, I haven't d- like, dove deep into his stuff. It, in, but... Enforced monogamy is something that he, like, is into. Like, sh- like Benethan Shapiro. I'd love to see a clip. Let's put it on the screen. Sure. Wait, or it's on the screen. <laughs> or refer to Behind the Bastards episode on that guy, which is much more entertaining than reading things. He did a Behind the Bastards video on Jordan Peterson? Fuck yeah. Jordan Peterson's made it then. Yeah. Dr. Jordan Peterson. Mr. Dr. Reverend Dr. Jordan Peterson, sir. That's true. Well, that's a shame because I kind of liked him, but... Uh, it's fine. They're all, everyone's problematic. Everyone is problematic. Speaking of which, um, we had our the premiere 
yep. of our province just stepped down. Yep. Um, not even like out of scandal. He just like got sick of the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone hated him from his party from within and yeah. without. Everyone just was like, you're a I, piece of shit. I think it was kind of unfair because I think that well, probably anybody would have boondoggled this entire pandemic. Like, I don't think there was yeah. any, any politician that's doing it well. And it just, you know, if things went, if the public responded and did things well, then they got the credit for that. The leader got the credit for that. But if they did things poorly, then the creator, the leader got the blame for that. But it's been going on for long enough and it's so complex. These leaders are now getting both. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, he, last summer, doing great. This summer, steps down. And then this is that was also the same day Andrew Cuomo stepped down. Yeah, for and that was he raped a bunch of people, right? Or at least no, eh, it was groped them. It was like it was groping and lewd comments. As far as uh, powerful people doing shitty things, it was it was pretty. Well, to be fair though, that's what we can prove. Yeah, right. He may very well rape. So I allegedly, but, I don't want to. But I don't... there's no. But there's no one claiming that. Like, sure. it, it seems like just lewd humor and harass. It just seems like an old, perv, <laughs> an old pervy guy from and Brooklyn. Then, do you see, he gets on TV. He's like, "I'm not a pervert. I'm Italian." Yeah, <laughs> I thought basic, that was. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was photoshopped, but no, he he actually said that. Yeah, I listened. Um, I listened to the whole statement. On he's New like, "Oh, Italian people, we touch, uh, we touch the meatball, we touch the people." Is this racist? Uh, absolutely. Okay, I don't think you... Well, now you're problematic. Um, I make it the meatball. Um, Yetiko! That was supposed to be Mario. I, I, I didn't get that. It's <sighs> fine. Um, <laughs> Luigi! Wait, is Waluigi still Italian or is he anti-Italian? Oh. Because Wario and Waluigi are ab... ab... So- opposite... So there's got to be a subreddit on what's Waluigi's uh, political disposition. Wait, so what's the opposite of Italian? I'm not going to answer that. No, I don't want to think about <laughs> it. I don't want to think about it. My mind is going to dark places. <laughs> um, okay, well, yeah. I mean, good riddance, right? Yeah, um, I suppose. He was a pretty left-leaning guy, right, if I recall? He's a Democrat, yeah. But I, know, I, I don't know if he'd be super left, like being about as left as a New York Italian could be. Sure, I know that a lot of like uh, SNL kind of people were on his side, though. They were always like, "Remember that they got uh, Kumio sexual trending or whatever." It's like mm. my sexual orientation is Kumio sexual or whatever. It was a whole thing. That was like a year ago. Hmm. Yeah, no, because a year ago he was doing like daily press conferences. And he was one of the most watched and well-known political figures in the world because he would do the daily pressers on what was happening in New York. And New York was like the epicenter of the pandemic for the world. And New York is the most relevant city right. in the America, whole, pretty much. The whole world is watching with rapt attention on how New York is handling the pandemic. So he was like, he was bathing in the spotlight. But what, you know, came out over time was that his administration was actually like fudging the numbers to make it look better. Mm. And they actually weren't doing as well as he said. And there was, and as a reward for fudging the numbers, he was fondling their breasts. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, I, 
What do you think it is that powerful people always sexually assault other people? How did I know you were going to ask me that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, know I don't, like, gonna what a- I know I don't like what you're implying. I know you're going to ask me that because it's the same question I asked myself immediately. Is like, okay, like, or sorry, this is probably the first thing pe- people say to themselves. When you think about oh, what did he do, it's like, you almost first thing you think of is like, well, what did he do compared to the other, you know, world leaders, powerful people, politicians, whatever, because... Like, being a politician is one thing, but being a politician that's has, you know, face, name recognition, like, he dominated his politics to the point where they there's no clear runner-up or second or third or fourth. Like, he utterly dominated his space. Well, when you think about, like, how many people have that kind of name recognition, it's, what, maybe a thousand people? In the world. In the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, at least in politics. Yeah. So, well, less. Um, sure. So someone with that profile, um, they, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where your ego was, like, inflated really quickly. <laughs> like, oh, yes, often. I mean, like, for a sustained amount of time, like, in long enough and fast enough that you, um, you, re- you, you quickly change your behavior. Maybe you quickly change your values, but then you maybe catch yourself. Like, for example, um, all of a sudden you start making a bunch more money or maybe all of a sudden, you know, you have a bunch of business success. You're riding on your laurels and you start acting like a piece of shit or, you know, name a thing. Um, Now imagine that, but also not only do you have that feeling of success and power and accomplishment, but everyone around you is telling you how great and powerful you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're not telling you how great and powerful you are, they're trying to get something out of you, get you to do something. Like, there's, there's, you have power in every single interaction on a daily basis. Because everyone you talk to is trying to make you like them. Or they do what you say. Yeah. And they have to. Yeah. Or they want to. Like, you, you live in the governor's mansion you're um you have a staff that waits on you hand and foot you have drivers you have security you're an elected official you can't get fired per se um you just have to manage public opinion and public opinion is good because you're a fucking savvy new yorker and what is what is new york like fucking savage dudes that get shit done like pile all those things up you cannot s- expect that person to be a balanced individual that understands empathy, other people's personal space, having an appropriate sense of humor, or just in general, making good decisions about their interactions with other people after 14 years under those envi- like in that environment. Like I'm not, I'm not like you know excusing him of his behavior. Obviously, they need to be held accountable. That's the point of democracy: is you you put them in, you push them out before they get too fucked up. Um, but he was in there for 14 years. Like maybe this is a term limit thing. Like maybe we need to have more, you know, better term limits. He's going for his fourth term. Maybe governors need to have less terms. So they, you know, have a bit more fidelity in their ego. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of healthy people that can get there. Number one, healthy balanced people. And the ones that get there are probably not going to be so after a period of well, time. Well, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? So That's clo- one of the oldest. Right, so the closest you closer you are to that kind of power or notoriety and fame, the worse you'll get 
Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, and I, I think yeah, you're touching on a good point there that like to even get in that position, you kind of have to be a piece of shit. And he was widely known as like a very cruel, uh, manipulative, like scorched earth deal maker. Which so is Trump, right? Worse. And Trump is just a guy from New York too. Well, right? Trump, Trump is Trump is more of a scam artist. This this, sure. this guy is more like a, a mafioso. I like not to racially profile, but like I mean, like he's he's shrewd, no holds barred, just does whatever to get his business done. Like don't get in his fucking way. And if you like, and if you sin against him, he'll never forget it, and he'll get even, and then some. Uh, Trump's not that way. Trump's just like a whiny scam artist with too much money. Like he's vindictive, but he's also got a short attention span, like all that shit, right? Like you, you, you if you distract him with a shiny thing, he's not going to go and execute his master plan. He's going to go chase that thing, which is I don't know. Apparently, makes for a better president. More elect, more elected. No, that no, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, but hey, you it got it. It worked once at least. Um, it will work again. Yeah, I'm, I stand by my predictions. Do you think there's any any business lesson to be learned here? Um, I like the print. I think it was the Romans that did this. Whenever they would give a a general or a war hero a great award. They would have this massive celebration and ceremony, uh, celebrating this person, and there would be up uh, there would be parades, there would be feasts, there would be, you know, dancing women, there would be jewels and like e- everything you can imagine. They would just an an entire city would just dote over a person for an entire day. But through this, there was one person assigned to just stand over their shoulder and say into their ear you are just a man you will die you are just a man you will die having that mechanism built into your business or built into your personal life i think is probably one of the most valuable things you can do because as soon if you are good enough and smart enough to find success uh you you're gonna need it well i guess i can call like yeah like there's a lot of um like I, I get humbled constantly in my business from both sides. I get humbled from my success that my customers are so loyal and nice to me. And that humbles me in a way. I'm like, oh, right. I, I don't want to be a dick. To, like, I love my customers. And then I get humbled on the other way when I, like, lose something, which I don't take many L's. But, you know, it's, it's always... Uh, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing when you're right. running a business, right? So, like, so that's built into your ecosystem right now, but let's say you add another zero at the end of all your, you know, daily, monthly, annual successes, you add another zero on, are those mechanisms still there? And then add another zero after that, do they still exist? Mm-hmm. So that's that's more so what I mean. Like people build for... That's that's what's so difficult about you know success and fame in politics is it's not like a linear um, rational progression where you can just adapt to it over time. That's why I said when you have a so su- rapid a sudden raise when all of a sudden you get sudden success and you you can't adjust your behavior appropriately. Yeah, I don't know. So I, like I I have it just. The only answer is to tr- to be conscious of it and be like, you know what, I am probably, you know, success might not be all good for me. I need to be conscious of that. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I think that, but I, I think there's a balance between, you know, not necessarily being the most, like, I, I wouldn't consider myself the most humble person. Um, but then I also, like, don't outwardly try to be a dick to people. Well, it depends how you define humble. I guess, yeah. I, I guess, like, I just have a lot of pride in my own accomplishments. Yeah, but also you feel like you haven't done anything. That's true. So, <laughs> no, you're, internally, you're you're humble enough. Like, sure. It, confidence and pride is, it's not mutually exclusive to being humble as well. Like, it's it's all a matter of perspective, right? Yeah. Like, Elon Musk could be extremely humble, but that level of humble would still be a greater level of, you know, self-aggrandizement and confidence that anyone else could feel just because of what he's accomplished. Did you in, see in, uh, yeah. NASA released a report that was like, oh, it's going to cost us, you know, this many billions and this amount of time to do new spacesuits. He just responds to them with an under, like, lowercase tweet. Uh, SpaceX could build them for you if you want. <laughs> and then I saw that tweet. And then, like, hours later, I see 17 fucking you know, business CNN articles and shit being like, Elon Musk offers to fuck it. I'm like, it was one tweet. Like it's, you know, but he's not joking. Oh no, uh, of course not. But, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's coming in at like one tenth, one one twentieth of NASA budgets accomplishing the same thing. Yeah. Well, they, they had said to get another, um, module docked to the International Space Station. It would cost this amount of money in this much time. And Elon came in and did it for like one twentieth of the cost. Yeah. Free yeah. market, boy. Free market. Sometimes. Sometimes free market. Free uh, market economy, bitch. Well, okay, so here's the thing. People always like to shit on him. Mostly leftists like to shit on him for like kind of talking about the free market, but then also receiving billions of dollars in subsidies. And like government assistance. But here's my thing. If you're... Steal back as much as you possibly can from them. Yes, we've established this. (laughs) I will never pay my taxes. Like, I don't think they're saying it's ethically wrong. I think they're just saying like... uh, I think they're saying it's ethically wrong. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Is it ethically wrong to take subsidies and then invest them? I spend a lot of time in like leftist Twitter... I guess I guess the principle in when you're in that space is like, oh, you have more dollars than you need to buy food this month. If you take any more dollars, you're unethical. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's insane. Well, yeah, but that's the whole. That's just the argument for communism, right? Is that yeah? And then communism just runs on the same model, but in someone else's control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We need to kind of limit the po- the the politics talk to. Uh... We're not talking about politics. I was about to start talking communism, <laughs> so that's why I, that's why I brought that up. Um, we had an earthquake today, hey? Apparently, on the Manitoba Saskatchewan border, we're in central Canada. We don't usually have earthquakes. We had a fucking earthquake that can bear, I think, not even be detected by humans. It was like four point something. Four point two, yeah. Four point two, but still, fuck off. We're all gonna die. Apparently, it's. They said it was not uncommon. Yeah, they said there's like a mine out there that yeah. has like this the equipment to measure it or something. Right. I don't know if it caused it or not. I don't know how that. I didn't, I read, the I didn't read the article either. But, <laughs> um, We're just reading headlines here. I, I was working and skimming. Same. 
Same. Um, we're gonna die. We're all gonna die. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue to uh, what else has been going on this week. Was just like a a good old wave of nihilism, again. Um, it seems like this is just a constant thing now that with us or the world, both. That's fair. That we just don't give a shit anymore. And it's it's not even that I'd give less of a shit. It's just there's there's more and more and more happening all the time that just like stimulates that response because everything that we've learned about the pandemic and bear with me yes this will pivot back to a business principle um fucking people don't want to wear masks people don't want to get vaccines and that has a direct and nearly immediate consequence to an individual that does not do those things and encounters the virus right sure it's not complicated to imagine. Counter argument that I've heard is that do you think about all the people that you've killed with the flu? Like chances are yeah, running out to the grocery store to get some soup with the flu, you have killed an old woman. Right. Like but the odds are there. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's the point is the odds are there. It's acceptable risk and on and on. Yeah. Um, and I guess people have different tolerances for acceptable risk, but if, that if that was the conversation i would say yeah fair willows that's i get that people used to die a lot for more things people die every day yeah that is not really the argument it's you can't tell me what to do sure you're the government fuck you well, because basic, you're the government like yeah it's it's, it's little, defiance for it's the sake little of it. babies with their fingers in their ears right yeah just it's just screaming whining complaining it's it's defiance for the sake of it and it's um it's it's just political, politically driven in a lot of ways, uh, just being a contrarian to whatever's happening. And then politicians and news agencies seeing that, capitalizing on that way of thinking, you know, setting it on fire and magnifying it. And then that just, you know, fuels the flame more. And it's an ecosystem that I don't think we can get rid of at this point because of, you know, global connectivity, whatever. Yeah. You can't just get rid of social media and no, interaction and media. And yeah. like, Australia and the UK are trying. Right. But you you can get rid of some of the mechanisms, but it, it's just, everything's just going faster now. Yeah. Human, no, humans no... have always been this stupid. We're just, it's, Ooh, just, 100%. it's just faster now. But before you could only tell the people in your small town how dumb you were. Right. But now you can fucking pick up a webcam at Walmart and broadcast it on Infowars and fucking. And then it can be put on Fox News and then all of a sudden it's news oh, and man. real. Well, the thing we watched at, um, on our uh, mastermind last week. Yeah. Was that guy who, this Canadian who sued, or no, he like filed a free so in canada in america you have the, a similar act but it's called something different we have the freedom of information act yeah which you can file a freedom of information request with the government and they have to give you all the information they have all the documents they have to give you everything they have on it so long as it's not militarily classified yeah. state secrets whatever yeah. but after a certain amount of time that also has to be released yes and they so any 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 criminal records of anyone any you know government uh, procedure any health procedure anything like that they they do have to tell you it's your right we, we finance yeah the citizens have a right to know yeah um so this 
Canadian guy filed a, you know, Freedom of Information Act request for uh, COVID cases or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want all the proof that you have that COVID exists, basically. And they basically were like, um, you're dumb. We don't keep that information. Like, what do you want? Like, be more specific. Yeah. And then... I've I've filed a request like that before, but from uh, Statistics Canada and Trade. Sure. And if you're not super specific... Oh, yeah. No, you have to be extremely. Yeah. If you're not super specific, they'll just say, fuck off. Like, we don't have... We're not giving you that subset of data. It's either too big, too vague, or they'll just not respond. Because so why bother? he got a letter back in the mail that said, basically, the what you just said. Yeah. And his interpretation was oh my god COVID is fake right because they didn't give me an information on the covid yeah so therefore there is no information like i ask i ask computer stupid question computer doesn't understand question therefore computer stupid or (laughs) i love it bear with me even further the government's creating covid it's fake right of course why not you fight you ask them if it's fake and they go, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to look Wouldn't at it. Wouldn't they have lied? Wouldn't they have just given you fake tests? They could have just given you the PDF of the, here's what it is and why. Yeah. They're, they wouldn't have been like, oh, fuck, yeah. No, you got me, man. Good job. And then good, this guy. Good job with your vague FOIA request. And then, yeah, and then this guy who we were, this guy who sued or whatever, or like filed the request. Um, he then got asked to be on an Infowars show of Al- Alex Jones' web news news in quotations website, um, and they were the Americans interviewing him were basically saying, "Yes, this is empirical evidence. You are yeah, wow. You have discovered the conspiracy. Like you have, you finally have proof." That's amazing. It we are not a species meant to last. Yep, so this that's kind of where I was going with this because um if if the Indi- like just to just to summarize, if how we handle a vaguely kind of obtusely dangerous uh pandemic, like, you know, kills one two percent. This wasn't like a thirty percent plague. Yeah, this wasn't a black black plague type of thing, not even close. And we still bungled it horribly. <laughs> yeah. Um Elected leaders are getting tossed. Mm-hmm. Authoritarians are taking over. Like, just the upheaval is crazy. Like, did you the, see the, the economy's f- fucked. Do you see the Florida governor who opened everything back up and said COVID isn't real? Just requested like thirty ventilators from Biden. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it's def- <laughs> the cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, fine. But they they could do that because the voters are okay with it. Like, we're doing so badly. Um, I just, I like, let's extrapolate this out to climate change because this, what is it like the CIPP or IPP or analysis came out this last week? ICP, right. Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. No, it's not the ICP. I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, it's an international governing body and. Oh, and they said we're too late. We're no, they done. didn't. No, they didn't say we're too late. They said they, it. It was basically it was an it was an analysis of forty thousand studies. So this is why an analysis is often more important than a study, because an analysis 
is telling you what the studies mean in context. So it's an analysis of 40,000 studies on climate change, and they basically concluded, you know, a timeline of when things are going to start getting bad, and, you know, on the current path of how much we're not doing, this is how bad it's going to be and how much further along we're going to have to, you know, push our plans. You know, we have to get more and more extreme over time the longer we wait with the measures. Now, riddle me this. Um, put in place one aggressive climate change prevention measure in you know 10 countries that actually in the you know the top 10 countries that could actually make an impact on this you know like the u.s puts out 15 percent of the world's emissions shit like that right china puts out right majority india right so take those top 10 countries yeah and say you guys need to knock off 10 percent with a single policy today and you have to do that every five years for the next 30 years and then hold that holding pattern for like another 50 years, make the make that technology stick, and then we'll get back to where we were 20 years ago, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but the problem is... Because it's accelerating up a curve and then yeah. decelerating back down the curve. Like, And let's say these measures mean maybe restricted travel because it's creates a ton of pollution and people going to places just for the sake of looking at them and stomping all over them maybe isn't super good for the environment but i like it i want to look at the jungle me too so let's build a resort in it and tear it down so i can see it more it's fine and just like leave a little patch in the middle and just resort with a little bit of jungle in the middle so i can see it is this a business idea you're pitching me it's currently happening. <laughs> this is Brazil. How do I invest? I'd call Brazil. I don't know. I uh, got it. Um, yeah. Call... Hola. Como esta? Exactly. Bien. So let's... I make it a pizza. <laughs> so let's say essential only travel becomes a law. Sure. Because it's necessary. Yeah, but then China's going to tell you to go fuck yourself. No, let, no let's say for argument's sake... That for the, the UN the, has like the current power. No, no, no. UN was UN's useless. No, let's say just in magical world, ten world leaders agree that are current that in are in office in that period of time. For some reason, they all can agree. They put in one single measure that will get them one tenth of the way to their goal. That was gonna you know save humanity within a reasonable amount of time without killing off most of the world. Yeah, and slamming us back into the Stone Age, like. One thing, the knock-on effect of that one thing would be so severe, probably most of those world leaders would be dethroned. Of course. Or would have to aggressively hold on to power and become an authoritarian figure pretty much and kill democracy. Ugh, I can't, I don't want China to do that. They're probably going to be the best at this. Spoiler. But, so the, the, the leader's going to go out there's going to be at least half the population is going to be this is bullshit climate change isn't real this isn't going to help anything planes don't put out that much fuel elon musk will be like just go to mars like it's gonna it's gonna fly in a hundred thousand different directions immediately it's gonna splinter everyone's gonna hate each other and it's not gonna hold together if it does you'll just radicalize those people more over time and you might get a fucking revolution and then next rule comes down essential only food 
and food production because we are producing too much food that's inefficient. We're going to efficiently produce as much food as we need and not produce any of the food that we don't need, and we're going to share it equally Wait, among so these countries. I can't get brownies anymore? You get them once a quarter. No! Like, rule number two. Like, let's say, let's say it was that. I don't know if that's actually useful. But, like, that's rule number two out of ten. The world's going to fucking explode. Yeah. Like, every... So what are you saying? What's your point? A hundred percent chance we're fucked. We're hopeless. A hundred percent. I don't see... I don't see a single scenario. Like, because I've, I've been crushing a lot of sci-fi books recently. You know, it's a lot about... <laughs> Um, fantasies about how man encounters cataclysmic event, whatever uh, world come world leaders come together, or you know, super powerful UN is somehow formed and somehow also functional and also somehow not completely corrupt, and that also somehow comes up with this technology that somehow saves mankind and sure. doesn't fail. Like it's mm. it's all of these things that would we never could happen. get smarter. People we could get smarter. not fast enough. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You know when Wally, where they're all in like fat hovercraft things. Yeah, we could just do that. I mean, so it, here's um. That's that's a de it's a definite. I'm not saying survival. <laughs> I heard a good conspiracy recently. I think I was telling you about the cat. We yeah. we'll talk. Let's talk about the cabin after this. But um, that. There's been a few tweets recently. Jake Gyllenhaal was one of them, and there was a couple others that were saying, like, I don't bathe every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to bathe every day. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch of celebrities. Celebrities have been doing it recently. There's, like, at least three that were like, yeah, I don't bathe every day. So yeah. Every other day, it's fine, like, whatever. And then the conspiracy I heard is that, like, you know, name of the leftist cult and Hollywood, whatever they're, they're telling their people, they're the actors, the influencers to tweet shit like that, to get people ready because we're going to have to start rationing water because of climate change, especially in California. I was going to say most of them are in California yeah. and they're pretty much there. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a conspiracy. They're going to have to do it. Yeah. So they're going to have to start rationing like, water and you won't be able to shower anymore. So they're, already getting people used to oh famous people don't shower so it's fine if if that is an actual conspiracy like fucking good job you're playing the americans like a fiddle hopefully probably not i don't probably think it, not. i don't think it's actually well, but to, hey, good to old, be fair, that's I a good college try to dude, get these, people to do something these fucking right wingers who don't shower are now going to shower more right <laughs> that's a great point I hate people They're like fuck See, the leftists I shower four times a day so I'm a contrarian but also the rock uh, who is one of the biggest yeah media <laughs> tweeted he's like I'm, I'm he's I'm, like I shower three times a day yeah anyway so, so I'm a contrarian I really purposely do things the opposite way that people want me to do just to piss them off right so if me and Isaacs ever want you to do something we can't ever tell you directly <laughs> but I will never do that to a point of so far against my own interests that it like right. inconveniences me. Right. No, it's just for little shit that doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But I'm not going to like change what I do. But like, I feel like we were, you know, I'm being hyperbolic when I say like, oh, this right wing person is going to start showering a hundred times, even though they don't want to just to own the libs. 
but that shit happens, right? These people yeah. like burn shit that they've paid money for and like, you know, protest businesses that they like just to own the libs. Yeah, Trump politics at this point is um let it burn own the libs. It being the entire world. <laughs> Which I mean, fair, I get it. That's another way to perceive what's happening is frustration, hopelessness, burn it all down. Like So I guess fuck like it. So why would I invest my time and effort in a business if we're all going to die? What else are you going to do? What else am I going to... Or here's a good here's a good uh, answer to that. To get your ticket to the Mars colony. That's my other part. You gotta that's be, that's you gotta the other side rich. of mine. I don't think it's an apocalypse level event. I just think everything's going to go get worse steadily and not get really recognizably better for a long time. I think a lot of shit's going to go poorly. And um, generally being more informed, Mm -hmm. having more resources and better being better connected. Like none of those things are going to be bad things in the future. Like if everything's fucked, everyone's fucked. Like put yourself in a position where you can help, uh, either yourself or help or your a, family or help your family or help a cause you believe in or whatever is your higher priority or your you know your religion or your I was gonna say clan but I don't want to go there <laughs> um, <laughs> don't help the clan your clan with a K no that's the wrong clan that's not a real clan the cute kitten club KKK K- <laughs> yeah exactly Knox kitten club we just got flagged we're all on a list now. Oh Every, no! <laughs> everyone listening. Oh no! Out. Fuck that! I'm so sorry. Um, I did not mean to you see, use NLP uh, to make you think about the pointy guys. Did you see? Um, Elon Musk is launching a satellite that's going to uh, be a billboard in space. <laughs> a billboard? How yeah. big is this thing? Well, I think it's like projects. Okay. Against what? I don't know. The atmosphere. Atmosphere? Moon? I don't know. That would take so much energy. Dude, I don't fucking... I just re- I read a headline and didn't didn't dive into it. What do you think about space advertising? The, the it's s- inevitable, right? No. No, it doesn't have to be. What's well, like at the beginning like, of uh, Fight Club? They said, you know, when we conquer... When we explore the stars... It won't be, you know, explorers naming things. It'll be the corporations. It'll be Planet Starbucks. You know? It just makes me think of the movie Idiocracy. Yeah. That's pretty much happening Where the whole world is Costco. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Idiocracy, put that on your list if you haven't uh, watched it yet. It's a very important movie, regardless of how dumb it is. No, it's, it's it's a movie of basically, like, what, like, the dumbest... Just the world is the dumbest version of the world. It's, yeah, it's like natural selection if, um, you know, all the smart people didn't have kids and slowly smart people died out, but all the dumb people had like 10 kids. And then those, it just was like, you know, by evolution and natural selection, we just reversed. Yeah. In terms of. Which is pretty much what's happening right now. And then he's like, he's like the most average man. He gets frozen in a cryo chamber. I'm just spoiling the whole movie, but. Basically, it's a de-evolution by, like, natural means. I think that's just going to happen 
not by natural means, but just because the the masses in general at this point have so much have such a great power of destruction. Do you honestly think we're getting dumber, or do you? No, think... I don't think we're getting dumber at all. No, okay. I don't. I think. I think in many respects we're the exact same as we were like 500 years. Like I, that was going to be my next question: Is do you think we're getting functionally smarter? I think we're getting functionally smarter as a function of um, how we spend our time, sure. and how we organize data. I don't think we as like organic beings are improving. Because people always like to say, "Oh, look at the fucking Renaissance!" Right. Right. Great pieces of art. Great, you know, everything coming out all the time. We built great. Um, civilizations and there was so much you know coming out of the dark ages there was so much technical innovation right right people always love to romanticize that kind of area but you got to remember 97.5 percent of the fucking world were peasants shitting in buckets yeah right yeah, like exactly like take you romanticize the era but then i th like I'm, like look at the shit that we're coming up with every single day now right because we have not only you know more people to do things but you have more infrastructure for those people to be able to do those things all the time we have the accumulated and you, technology and knowledge of every person that's come before us and then a globalized supply chain and yeah. economy and globalized information what? system like we have we have optimized the world to make it work for us we ourselves i don't like we are not improving much humans humans are not improving which is probably why we're handling a global ecosystem economy and information system so poorly because we are adapted for maximum like i think the anthrop like anthropologists have kind of made it clear that humans can you know hold relationships with about 200 people yeah like which a, is why like a village which is why hutterites split yeah they when split. they hit like 300 people yeah they split their colonies in half at 300 they go 150 150 then break again because you can when you get bigger than that then you know the politics can divide families don't know each other businesses might you know not cooperate with one another well, and now you need like, a representative to talk your because there's too many people right then you have representatives of different parts within a group and already the group is broken so that's at about 200 people multiply that by whatever to get to 7 billion i'm not going to do the math but we're way past that and then add on to the fact that we have forced ourselves to interact with or acknowledge or recognize a lot of those people and then add on top of that we don't just recognize all of them we just want we just recognize the ones that agree with us and ignore the rest i'm and gonna like gonna pivot this thought to business yeah we have the largest businesses ever in recorded history Apple bigger, bigger than countries. Apple, Amazon. Well, I would argue they're probably on par with like you know East India Company and shit like that. Apparently, they've done the math. It were way, they're way bigger. Uh, well, for sure. In, Maybe yeah. not for like okay, East India Company obviously had control of you know India, the Caribbean, North Africa, like you know yeah, not in not in terms of capital. Like it didn't have that many people. It didn't have that much money. The amount but of it had power fucking yeah. money that just Apple has in the bank. Money's not real though. Sure, sure, but just bear with me, right? They've like done math that like Amazon's like bigger than fucking Standard Oil was. Right. Right. Before they broke it up. Like, no, I believe it. when you go dollar for dollar, I believe it. 100%. Yeah. In like purchasing power with inflation and everything. Yeah. Um, 
do you think that is because we're functionally getting better at running business or do you think it's it was just inevitable because of how many people like now there's 7 billion consumers that can buy from Amazon when there was only you know 3 billion people buying from Standard Oil yeah that's probably got more to do with it is it's it's not so much the age of the corporation it's the age of the consumer well because like when you think about it Apple's less than 30 years old right right and they have like a trillion dollars in cash right not a trillion they're 100 billion though I think right like it's like more. they have more money that their national or like if their money if they were a country their national treasury would put them at like 40th richest country in the world or something insane yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it might even be higher than that, but yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, they don't. They can't spend their money fast enough, right? Like, they just they comes in too quick. Like, they, yeah, they physically would have a hard time placing that cash. Which is funny because like, Tesla is still running at a loss, right? They have never made money yet. They've never profited. No, they've made profit. Tesla? Oh yeah. What am I thinking? Uber? Uber. Yeah. Okay. Uber is still running at a loss, right? Yeah. Apple just has a trillion dollars in fucking cash. <laughs> like it's 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 interesting. It's just uh but do you think we so the 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 average entrepreneur doesn't have to be young, but let's say the average young fledgling entrepreneur. I think it's probably the easiest time for them ever to start a business. Logistically, yeah. Yeah, let's let's say logis because well, I mean licensing and whatnot, taxes, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if I was in a fucking mining town in seventeen hundred, I could just start a general store. I wouldn't have to fucking get a business license and an occupancy permit. I wouldn't have to pay fucking taxes or collect sales tax. Or like the USA in the seventies, like or sure. or the sixties, I should say. I didn't live in the USA in the sixties, but I yeah. Like there there was there's time it's it's all about timing and location but i don't know like what's your point i'm I, just i'm, I'm just I, trying i could go all night <laughs> sure i'm just trying to i'm trying to f figure out if this because we said you said we probably aren't getting smarter or dumber as a hu human species not within a re not within a, a reasonable amount of time do you think we're getting to be better entrepreneurs on average it's like saying or human beings better athletes it's like well yes and no yes we're better athletes but empirically we're better athletes but physically really no different the only difference is like better nourishment better technology better training more time i read like that's the same same factors exist for entrepreneurs right because the summer olympics just ended here yeah and i read that they've um aboriginal people in uh, Australia they have like fossilized footprints of people from like 50,000 years ago because mm -hmm. it like the outback doesn't rain so there's like it's preserved and apparently um, r like r um, analyzing the strides they were running on average faster than like our fastest Olympians hmm. yeah I mean individual adaptation like within a tribe, within a community, like I, I, yeah, probably. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely subsets of people that'll be more intelligent. There's subsets of people that'll be stronger and faster and jump and whatever. But better. with averages ever, yeah, when the you, dumbest bring us down. <laughs> yeah, when you're talking just like 
straight hardware cognitive ability like the differences are not massive like you would find maybe like the level of difference versus a hundred years ago and today between the average person let's say there was a difference you know you take a sample group of 30 random people off the street there's probably more variance in that group of 30 people than there would be in the average just because there's more people no just because people are all vastly different of course of course like you versus your graduating class the differences of intelligence like you could take that sub you could take you know lowest subset of people versus the highest subset of people you could say oh these people were from 500 years ago and those were from five here 500 years from now or reverse them and you would like maybe have some great conclusion about the evolution or de-evolution of man but it really it was just a too small of a subset of people because it was all like 90 percent white middle class canadians yeah who are in my subset. who are who are they measuring and why yeah and was it relevant like yeah it's just bad data like mm. i the i think the general consensus is the biology really doesn't change quickly enough for there to be a difference in any reasonable period of time if you're talking a thousand years ago maybe two thousand years ago maybe what in in physical in human evolution yeah sure well i think even two thousand years isn't relevant in human evolution is it yeah is it I feel like our bodies are exactly the same as, you know, I don't, I didn't think like when, when we talk, the world evol- is only 6,000 years old. Well, is haven't read the Bible. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, when we That's talk like a third, when, when we talk about evolution, we talk on millions of years for some of these animals. Right. So humans are not millions of years old. We're what? I think 50,000 at like the peak, maybe 30,000. Why don't we look this up? Because we probably sound like idiots right now to the one person listening to this that knows. Modern form of human is about 200,000 years. Okay. Civilization as we know it is about 6,000 years, which is what the Bible says how old the world is. Well, yeah, that's um, why. Yeah. So it's, what's your, again, it's a floating benchmark. Yeah, because. It's constant. What do I consider a human? A me looking kind of person that was couldn't speak and living in a cave right or a me looking kind of person that had some a shitty hut and some shitty paper right so either way let's say even if you take that smallest number two hundred thousand years yeah and you take the context of the last 100 you know mm-hmm. since 1921 till now or yeah let's say 1921 till now world war one two and world war one had just ended yeah yeah, we're in the Peaky Blinders phase. Perfect. And <laughs> compare that to now, it's like the percentage basis over time, like it's it's negligible, right? There's like there's no reasonable amount of change over that period of time. For humans physiologically. Yeah. Yeah. But then look at our, the accomplishments we've had societal-wise. Right, because we have like compounding improvements of technology. We advanced technology and, you know, knowledge or whatever, but it accelerated. We've been doing that all along, but the key parts is we eliminated i was actually listening to a podcast on this on the way here but uh the biggest shift was i think the like when the romans figured out food production and food transportation because every civilization it was prior mesopotamians right were farming right but the romans really like scaled it and commercialized it sure and, and you know like you said all these eras that people romanticized it's not really the art it wasn't the 
uh, the was, science and the philosophy that was really amazing about it. It was the food infrastructure well, that allowed those, those things I to was, exist. I was going to say, yeah, people were able to eat and not have to hunt for their shit. So they're like, oh, maybe I'll paint all day, right? Right. So those things could emerge. Yes. I, I think it's just extrapolation of that time, 7 billion. Well, I remember I was watching like some sort of Jane Goodall documentary or something on monkeys, right? And they were saying, like, monkeys are absolutely smart enough to have, like, writing systems and, and, and uh, you know, use tools and build houses and, like, talk to each other. Yeah. But the reason why they can't get there is because, you know, a monkey lives 20 years, not even. Right. And then dies and they don't write anything down. Right. And they can't teach any anything to anyone. Right. So they have like a physiological limitation. Yeah. Where because... like where we might get that one percent incremental improvement every generation. Yeah. They get, you know, a fraction of that one percent. And then they die and then they have to restart. Right. So yeah. their evolution might take another hundred million years to get to a point where it's functionally different. Yeah, because I think like I was in the documentary they were they were uh, doing clips of these monkeys like teaching each other, like. Like this one monkey figured out a tool, a right. hammer or something to open nuts or something. And then he was like, hey, guys, come over here. And he was showing them the hammer to break the nuts and then making them do it. And like it was like teaching them whatever. Right. But then they just they don't they don't teach it to anyone else. They just like do that. And then they don't make more hammers. They don't, well, yeah, they don't manufacture more hammers. They don't write anything down. They don't come up with a system. And then when they die. It's just a hammer. They, and then they have to teach it again and they have to keep going through these things. But the thing with like human history is even before writing, we were, were, were teaching each other things. And that's why storytelling is like the, the something that it hits. That's why film and, and books like resonate with humans so well is because that's for entire human history. That's how we pass along knowledge, right? was, yeah. was these stories, these legends. Um, you know, and there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of fact, I, I'm trying to recall exactly what it was, but I know there was like an indigenous story or something that was like, oh, like, I'm just going to paraphrase because I have no idea. I can't remember any of the details, but it was something like, oh, the, 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 you know, the demon, whatever lives in this certain kind of fruit or whatever. And that was the thing. So they avoided these types of berries because they thought like whatever, it was like bad mojo mm -hmm. but they were actually those were poisonous berries right but they didn't know they were poisonous they just knew that it was evil or whatever yeah, they, right yeah they explained it through you know religion not through science yeah exactly through, because i don't they could superstition or through stories through fables through but whatever exactly but that exact thing you know sounds kind of stupid when i say oh they just said it was an evil berry so they didn't need it but that what's led us get to this point in human history was that we were able to communicate well it's you know and it's incredibly powerful that's a strange that's a strange uh fact of evolution that humans evolved to basically be afraid of things that aren't real sure yeah and hold that fear so strongly as it's as effective of a fear as if it were real well what do they say were the only things that we're afraid of when we're born or death and taxes no no, no. yeah <laughs> me, me too only the feds, I fear. Um, uh, falling in loud noises. Okay. I think are the two things that you're, like, when you're a baby, you're afraid of. 
And the rest are learned. And the rest are learned. And one can easily extrapolate why we're afraid of loud noises. Right. Right. Bears. I don't know. Name a thing, right? Actually, it might not even be falling because kids take a while to figure gravity out. Okay. I thought it was falling. Maybe it's definitely loud noises, though, but yeah. I, there's one other one. I'm not sure. And I heard this. I've heard this before, but I think it's been debunked. Is that the reason we're afraid of public speaking? You ever heard this? I don't know what you're about to say. Okay. People are like (laughs) afraid of public speaking, right? That's like an irrational fear that people have. Yeah. The reason why is because people would, um, before you got exiled, you would like be able to explain your case or something. Hmm. And then like when you were exiled, and then that was like ingrained in people that like speaking in front of your group meant you were like going to die. I've, I've heard it's a step further where um, speaking in front of your tribe, let's say, or just, you know, being vulnerable in front of a tribe puts you in a position to be potentially rejected by the tribe. And if you're rejected by the tribe, that means no food, no water, no mate, no life, no ancestry, like no acceptance by the tribe means death. It's sure could also be that simple. Interesting. Yeah. But you, you always wonder how. That just gets kind of the same thing, I guess, in a roundabout way. Yeah, that gets. I always wonder how that gets like ingrained in your brain. You know what I mean? Like how you pass that along. Like fucking, how do birds know how to where to fly? Yeah, I, I think they're still trying to figure that. Like, it's just it. It comes down to DNA and how much. Because there's adaptation and then there's evolution. And mm-hmm. adaptation hap- can happen very quickly. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean evolution as a species. Yeah, I rem- they... Um... It's like painting your truck versus getting a different truck. I don't like know it's... if this was real. There was this, like, in the in the desert somewhere, in, like, the Middle East or something, there was, like, a, un- a people that lived underground. And they had, like, marginally bigger ears and noses but smaller eyes right because they they like couldn't see so then their other senses went up right it's like having more or less melanin in your, in your skin it's like yeah. having more or less hair you have hair on, you have more hair on your face than i have hair on my face yeah and like on the entire rest of you if you want to look at his instagram don't but, uh, don't look at my balls there's no hair on them right now yeah i think like the, <clears throat> There's variance in adaptation with it within all species, but that doesn't mean that we're fundamentally different human beings. We're just you're different genes. What I find interesting about evolution as well is that like um, evolution is like created wings like three different separate times, like on bugs, right. on birds, and then whatever on planes. Right. Um, <laughs> but like. There's a lot, there's things in evolution that happen completely on other sides of the world, never influence each other, but happen. There's a word for it. I'll put it on the screen um, that it's bound to happen. Man, it's funny that you say this because it's literally what this book that I'm, I just finished is like been all about. Basically, this guy, it's. Uh, book by Andy Weir called Hail Mary. It's a new one. Let's do this first, then let's dive into it. Um, 
This is the segment of the podcast called Shot Caller, where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Uh, today, we are drinking uh, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. It's a classic, I'm I, sure. Actually, we've been sipping Fireball, <laughs> and we're going to shoot Wild Turkey. I'm sure most of you have heard of it, uh, and I'm sure most of you either hate it or love it. I'd, I've never found someone that's like, yeah, it's it's fine. Most people are either, I say, I personally really like the cinnamon. Yeah. And it tastes like cinnamon hearts. And then most people, I think, just fucking hate it. But I know a couple of like, girls that just like fucking chug this out of the bottle and like, I don't know. It's great. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, thank you, Fireball, for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to uh, send us a bottle, um, fax the number on your screen now. Mm, tastes like candy. Is literally all it tastes like it's is not even as harsh as a mouthful of cinnamon hearts. <laughs> yeah, a mouthful of cinnamon hearts will fuck you up. That's worse. Yeah, definitely. And worse this is thirty-three percent alcohol. Yeah, but it's not thirty-three percent cinnamon, which would be worse. Wow, that was profound. <laughs> so you're reading this book? Yeah. So you, long story short, uh, meets an aliens like world is ending. Sure. And they realize uh, that like every every star system around ours is also dying of the same symptoms, and in order COVID, to, yeah, in order to save our star system from COVID, we should go to the one star system that we can visibly see that's unaffected by COVID, and uh, so we build a starship. The whole world comes together again, an impossibility, and we send a starship out with a couple scientists and scientists show up and almost immediately run into an intelligent alien species. Sure. And, um, there only one human survived the trip and it turns out only one alien survived the trip in their ship. Okay. Both for wildly different reasons. Yeah. And do they fuck? No. Ugh. I'm not Uh, interested anymore. There's, there's extremely different. So they're physiologically extremely different, but the intelligence they have is actually extremely similar. And they're both, you know, scientists and equally confused as to how this is possible. They're like, how are we so much the same? How do they talk to each other? They, it takes them like a month and they figure out language. Okay. Like it starts with like, this is ball. And then they tell you, and then they tell you what the word for ball and who. Right. So if you took two human beings that had no language and had never met each other. Yeah. You're going you, you each have language. Which in theory You just have to start from base definitions yeah. and then extrapolate. It's an exponential growth. Which in theory we've done before in human history. Constantly, yeah. 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 Except it's usually done slowly and there's some things in common. Did uh, that, with, did, with aliens there's like nothing in common. Sure. You did any did any groups in human history meet each other and not just murder each other? Oh yeah. Because I'm thinking like Conqu- anytime there wasn't white people involved. Sure, because I'm like I'm thinking like conquistadors and you know like they yeah, just came abs- and murdered. Absolutely, there was groups of people that didn't speak their languages that just met and were like. Absolutely, you remember when uh, JL was telling us about the societies of like South America where they had all of these different nations. They would like they would trade intermittently. They knew each other existed, mm-hmm. but they never battled. And this is like again back to the food thing virtually every war ever has been fought over food and resources of course until you know recent wars which are fought over oil and uh resources oil and whatever we're not we're, we're, not, we're not getting into 
Afghanistan. Um, we're also, we're, also <laughs> we're not never getting, getting out, out of Afghanistan. Damn it, getting... I had the same joke. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it does happen when there's no conflict of resources, I think. Sure. Which is also not very common because why are you interacting with these people? Because if you were interacting with them, that's probably because your resources are the same places there are. Wait, are. so this... So, um... This alien story you're telling. Yeah. Did this actually happen? No, it was, I wish. It's a fiction story. But, uh, <laughs> yes, so, I know. So they have, so they're in the same place. They are in the same star system. They've, ex, you know, they've evolved to become intelligent species. And somehow they both built starships that were like good enough to get there, but not good enough to keep everyone alive because it was the first starship they ever built. And they're like, how is, how do we have so much in common? And the alien is like, he's not. He's not creative. Uh, he's not scientific, ironically. They're just, like, really good at math or procedural, whatever. Like, they're just super rational, and they can compute shit. And so the human being is like, what's the existential meaning of this? And the alien's like, well, if you were any more evolved than us, you would probably be able to solve this problem from a distance using your, mm. you know, more advanced measuring tools, telescopes, whatever, or you would just know what's going on so because the, you have a more advanced civilization. So the, the more advanced civilization isn't in this situation because yeah. they already fixed it. Yeah, and the less like advanced it. ones aren't smart enough to fix it and they're so just they're dying. Here. So it makes, the odds are they're two just, people of the same intelligence would be there. He's actually, that's a really high, he's, and he's like, yeah, it's actually a pretty high probability that you'd run into someone exactly like you here. And he's like, oh, that's a mind fuck. I guess that makes sense. That's fascinating. And that, like that kind of thing happens like throughout them getting to know each other because yeah. a lot of their technologies are the same. The alien doesn't have computers, but also has like perfect memory and math skills. So they didn't evolve computers because they didn't need them for memory and math, which is but basically, we do. which is basically what we created computers for. Yeah. Yeah. And when porn. That was like third priority, but yeah. <laughs> the aliens also didn't need porn because they're blind. They've used like echolocation and shit. The, the, but anyways, so there's the um, evolution described video porn. You ever seen that? <laughs> it, it exists. They probably have that. It exists. I know. It there's does. described video porn for blind people. There's also erotic books. Oh, yeah. I guess there is. That you can get in Braille or audiobook, I'm sure. Is Braille kind of go, going going to go out of the wayside now that audiobooks exist? Eventually. I think when AI gets useful as a person, it'll probably just die. Well, because, like, you could wear Google Glass. Right. And it could just identify the world around you. Yeah. And it could just describe what you're looking at. Yeah. And, well, and then go one step farther. Neuralink. Could then bypass your eyes altogether. Well, let's say it can't. Let's say basic Neuralink. You could just have the thoughts of what it looks. Yeah, no, I guess, yeah. It could just bypass your eyes. Yeah. You could just have a, a the, no... The data would be as good as the data that your eyes get. Well, you could have a camera on your forehead basically yeah. going streaming to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, anyway. ev evolution may take... May have different starting points. May have yeah. different... Um, different... Environment to work with, but evolution is lazy and it only evolves as far as it needs to yeah of course so i was actually i'm um me and isaacs and uh carly were out hiking and i i, pr I posed the question because there was a prairie chicken that ran across the path i like them. and then another one that <gasps> like flew over the path and uh, i'm like oh i didn't know those things could fly so far and she's like yeah they could fly like 30 feet 
And I'm like, why can they only fly 30 feet? They have wings. They're birds. Why can't they fly further? Yeah. And it's because... Fat boys. And, you know, she's a science student and Isaac's is Isaac, so yep. he, he is science. Yeah. Um, so he says, he's like, well, they... He's like, species usually evolve to either have many and many die or they... Uh, have few offspring and they take care of them yeah and this type of bird has many offspring and they don't need and again evolution is lazy so they evolved enough flight to escape and run and for like 20 percent of them to fly away from the predator <laughs> yeah and 20 percent of them to get enough food and yeah. so on and so forth like yeah. they can only fly 30 feet because flying more than that wasn't necessary because the tallest tree was only 30 feet tall. Sure. And why fly higher? Mm -hmm. What's the point? Yeah. Um, so, like, that's how evolution works. So, if you have... And then why was that tree that tall? It's like, well, it's you ask the same sequence of questions. So, that's how you can have isolated things happening coming to the same conclusions. Well, here's another one. Same environment. Fruits up on trees, yeah? Yeah. Monkeys evolved to climb trees. Giraffes evolved just to be fucking tall. Same environment. They both need to get the fruit from the tree. Yeah. Giraffes just have long ass necks. Well, that's... Th yeah, that's the other factor. Y'all motherfuckers climbing trees? <laughs> Merp! Yeah, like, that. that's the other fact of evolution, is it just has a habit of filling in every nook and cranny of, of the universe with... Yeah life of different varieties but then how i started this tangent was that my, the thing that i find most fascinating about evolution is that completely different things can evolve the same thing yeah. in different situations different environments entirely right. um yeah because i think like um flight has definitely evolved like many times over different animals for different reasons um i was reading a listicle one time i love listicles me too <laughs> it's listicles are perfect for my attention span because i i love learning i love weird facts i read like wikipedia articles on weird obscure things all the time just because i'm like i'm i wonder how that works and i just read about it for a second right mm -hmm. but my attention span is also quite low and I can't read an entire book or listen to an entire podcast about the topic. Yeah. So listicles are great because <laughs> somebody else smarter than me read the, the important stuff. Yeah. Then, and is, then ask the dumb question or make the dumb assertion and someone smart will correct me. AKA my, your business partner. One of my favorite subreddits is, uh, is, TLDR. uh, TL, well, TLDR, but no, um, explain it to me like I'm five. Which is basically the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I think like one of the rules is like, you're not allowed to be condescending. Like right. you have to just like explain it to them. Like they're a five year old and like right. people will be like uh short selling on the stock market. Right. Or evolution. Yeah. And you have to explain it. To, and people that know the topic have to explain it to you. Like you're a five year old. Yeah. And yeah. I more times than I'd like to admit, I'm just like, can you just dumb it down for me? <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, I've said it once. I've said it again. I'm not the smartest person. I just show up every fucking day. <laughs> That's how you start a business. You don't have to be smarter than anyone else. Just you just have to be that little bit of amoeba that 
thrives on coral reef underneath rocks close to Australia, but not too far away, but also by this fish, but not by the other fish. That is, that what is I am? super prosperous. I love the fish like, that just like, that go on like sharks. Yeah. The, and the sharks could kill them, but they don't because they eat the like bugs off them. Yeah, it's a not parasitic relationship. What's the opposite of parasitic? Symbiotic. Symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So um, do you want to be the shark or do you want to be the sucker? Probably the sucker, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like less work. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Who wants thinking. to be a shark? That's a that's hard That's what gig. I'm thinking. Um, I mean, do yeah, the, symbiotic relationships Do the suckers really cool. die with a shark when they get killed or they just go find, find a new shark? shark? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what kills a shark? A different shark? Yeah, I guess, right? Old but age? I thought uh, they don't age. That's a thing. Me- they find these meteors? sharks that are like 600 years old. Meteors? COVID? Cold, or like you know, uh cancer these birds you'll see these birds in uh pick the meat out of um alligators. crocodile yeah alligators yeah. crocodiles mouths yeah um and they won't snap down on them because yeah. they real they realize they can't fucking floss right that's weird how does it how does he know yeah yeah that's right? weird cuz like you have a cat yeah how many birds did that before their buddies are like, I guess it's okay now. <laughs> maybe maybe a cat's a bad example, but like my, my my dog's kind of a bad example too. But there's dogs that'll eat themselves to death. Right. If you just give them food, they'll fucking just eat it because I guess in their mind, yeah, my roommate's dog's not very uh, food motivated. Right. He's just kind of lazy. But... Um, Multiple times I've seen him like I've like walked upstairs, woke him up. He'll look at me, walk over to his food bowl, eat his half-eaten dinner, and then walk back and then fall back asleep. Anyway, but um, there's animals that'll just eat themselves to death. Yeah, because they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Yeah, so they're going to eat a hundred percent of the food. That's what they're wired to do. But I can go to the fucking Costco, the Costco. I can go to Costco and buy unlimited food. So I'm in a position where it's, you know, there's not only this piece of roadkill you need to eat. I literally have unlimited food for you. So they'll eat themselves to death. Right. Um, but I don't know what my point was. Oh, um, there's pictures of lions at watering holes. Drinking beside antelopes and wildebeest. Yeah. Because they're not hungry. Or because they don't want to fuck up the watering hole. I don't think that's it. I think it be because they've already fed that day. Right. And the amount of energy they would expel hunting and killing another animal when they don't need to would be more more of a waste right than the nutrients they would get from the right yeah lions aren't murderers they're just hungry yeah but how the fuck they're not like are they not are they not they're are they smart enough to fucking realize that is the bird smart enough to realize this crocodile is not gonna kill me because it needs his fucking teeth pecked you know what i mean yeah i mean i guess the bird just saw a tasty meal how do the salmon know to go back to where they lay their eggs every year the salmon go back Liter- to the same stream. Literally nobody knows. 
The salmon go back to the same stream that their great-grandparents went to to lay eggs. Because that's how it's done, son. And then the bears know that they come back there, so then they go and eat the salmon. I think the salmon are going there for the bears. Okay, but they don't have calendars, right? How do they know when it's salmon time? Salmon time. I mean, the earth is a calendar, effectively. You for just... bears? For everybody. Hibernating. How does that work? Is fall asleep for six months? I wish. How did they do it? I wish I could be a big chonk and just sleep. Do they? Now we're going off the rails, but hibernating. Do they legitimately just sleep for like months? Or yeah. they like wake up and check their phone? They, their body goes into like a coma state. Where they basically. almost like die, right? Like Right. So that, here's another fun thing that was in this book. Um, in order to like send people to whatever this other state. No. I don't need more fireball. 33%. Okay, fine. See, this is why I get drunk. Um, in order to send people to the star system, like not have them killing each other, you know, five people in a confined space over three years would definitely kill each other, or at least, you know, something go wrong. Oh, man, the sex. Right. Exactly. But the, the it's a one-way trip, so everyone's going to die at the end. So, like, one... so do the dirtiest shit you can think of, because right. everyone's going to die, whatever. Right, that's year one. Year two, oh, now somebody blows bored. the ship up. Now I'm bored yeah. of getting orgied. I just want to die now instead of later. I'm going to go chill with the bear. Right. Okay, that's in hibernation. So, anyway, cryosleep. Yeah, so anyways, they, they don't have cryosleep invented, so like, okay. What? We... They're like, we have comas. We can do comas. They're like, we can induce. Oh, yeah, we can do medically induced comas. Yeah. We, we can do that now. Yeah, right. But As humans. Um, but like a long-term coma, mo- a lot of people, m- most people don't survive. Well, your limbs atrophy and then you're just. Well, just like mentally, you, people never come back. Sure. Not have every... we tried? Oh, yeah. Why do we mentally, why do we coma people? Uh, because a coma state, like. I, you it's, can treat it, addiction with it, can't you? Well, it's like medically induced coma is not the same as like a coma coma. Okay. Not the same thing. Okay. It's a coma-like state. I know that they can um, they can put you in a medically induced coma when you're withdrawing from like heroin. Right. For the time of your withdrawals. And then when you right. wake up, you're clean. Right. I know they can do that. But... Cause you can do, yeah, you like. That's not like some rich people shit right there. Yeah, fair, but they, yeah, wake they wake up and you're skinny. Yeah, because they inject you with some sort of thing that shuts down your brain essentially, and then they can wake you up with adrenaline or whatever. Right. So, take another shot. We're gonna take another shot. Um, off the mic, Tyler was like, "I'm not taking another shot," and I'm like, "It's 33 percent." He's like, "Yeah, fine." Thanks, Willows. The best of friends. We are the best of friends, Taylor. So fuck you. The idea is. Um, in this novel that only certain people have, uh, you know, the ability to fully survive comas and be revived after like a three year, four year, five year period without brain damage and or sure. dying in yeah. the coma. And this gene exists across, um, across species. Like it exists in. Is this real or is this This is fantasy? in the novel. Okay. Like, but here's the idea of it. Okay. Like it it exists not only in in some humans but exists in like some in subset subsets of animals. So they're like, okay, where did this come from from an evolutionary standpoint? It's like, oh, it was probably from, you know, a, a point of hibernation for survival's sake. Mm-hmm. Hibernation evolved from somewhere as well, right? Why do bears hibernate? Cuz they can't get enough uh, food in the winter. 
it's probably just less efficient. I mean, they're big animals. It's very hard. Dude, for... imagine. Imagine. Ah, it's not worth my effort fucking eating today. I'm just going to sleep for six months. Yeah. I fucking wish, right? Well, I can sleep for six hours at a time. Like, yeah, the idea, like, evolution taking the laziest path. <laughs> yeah, you were saying. That's, that's, nature is fucking wild. Like, people always like to put their, this is kind of the same but not, but, like, vegans always love to, like, you know, push their morality on animals. Right. You're, when yeah, animals you're, are fucking brutal, right? Yeah, you're projecting you're projecting your morality on a neutral body, which is why teddy bears don't smile. Anyways. That was a weird comment, but okay. But like you wouldn't go kill and eat somebody, so you're projecting that onto a fucking Well, you're whatever. assuming a lot there, but yeah. <laughs> sure. But um, you know, even your cat your pet your cat pat, your pet cat would is gonna eat your eyeballs. Um, like the day after the day die. after you die, right? Yeah, because it's hungry because you didn't feed it that morning. Yeah, exactly. So and they're just there. It is what it is, right? Animals, nature is brutal, and in the same kind of vein is nature like, is metal. Nature is metal. Nature doesn't give a great, fucking great Instagram, by the way. And nature doesn't even make any sense at this point, right? Hibernation. You just leave for six months. Fuck it. How do birds know how to fly south? Magnets? Hmm? How do they know? Okay, how do geese know how to go in a V? Efficient? Because we're just talking about how monkeys can't evolve because they can't write anything down. How do fucking birds evolve? Well, they monkeys can evolve, but they can't evolve... Yeah, yeah, in, as a... As a, in a sus- like, as a society. No, they can't evolve in a frame of reference of time that's relevant to us. Like... Mm. That's why I love the rise of the planet of the apes because, I mean, inevitably, back to the pivot to the beginning of this conversation, guaranteed we're going to fuck it all up, probably wipe most of ourselves out or a lot of ourselves out, and wait till you, like, make America great again. Well, let's talk about America when the grocery stores were empty, the gas stations had no gas, and uh, there was not enough uh, gunpowder to make bullets. Sure. Um, Now live in america live in that america mm-hmm. tell me how great it is and then uh tell me how much better you are at an ape at getting that apple sure apes can kick your ass apes take over apes are now holding public office apes together strong exactly like, oh, like it's in in our today's frame of reference we sit on our high horse but hey you go into fucking nature with an ape you kick your ass probably for a little bit if you, yeah. but then we're, but then you'll figure it out if you survive long enough. Then, Somebody will figure it out, but most of them won't. I cite count. Okay, my counter argument: Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Predator, a valid argument. Already. Was much more advanced and smarter than us at just killing things. Yeah, but Arnold Schwarzenegger set some fucking traps for it. Yeah, hidden a little thing. In the little little hole in the log or whatever. I don't remember the movie, but and he like sprayed him with dirt or whatever so his invisible thing didn't work. Yeah. You are one ugly motherfucker when he took off his mask or whatever. Yeah. It was a whole thing. And he like had a log hit him or whatever, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So he hum- outsmarted him. Human out. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Human. And- like, don't get me wrong. I love humans. We are the most resilient motherfuckers ever. You know any crackheads? (laughs) I've heard of them. I know some crackheads. They're going to get that fucking crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, have you ever seen a fucking crackhead with like some sort of like monstrosity MacGyvered like bicycle? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I've seen some shit. Humans are the most fucking resourceful, like just resilient fucking beings I mean, look what we did to the planet. That's like the that's the culmination of people just being resourceful and insane. Yeah, I remember this guy. Like um, this, the shit we have was built by insane people. All of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's true. My um, I saw this this guy in I think it was like India or Pakistan or something like that. Um, it was like they had to go around this mountain to get to the nearest hospital. Yeah. So this fucking one guy like pickaxed through this mountain and took him like 35 years yeah. to make a pathway. Yeah. Cause his like wife died or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he couldn't get it to the hospital fast enough because it took like two days to get around the mountain. But if he could just go through, it would be like an hour. Yeah. So he fucking by himself pickaxed through a fucking mountain to make a walking path to like, so that would never happen again. Yeah. Man, people are fucking cool. You think a monkey would fucking be like, this is my goal. I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or the fucking guy, what was it? Like, uh, guy got like displaced by an oil company or something in like China. They like kicked him out of his village. Oh, so he, no, like, he, his farm was destroyed by like, uh, runoffs like, or by, whatever. Yeah. By runoffs chemicals. from factories. And he went to the library. He couldn't, he couldn't afford a lawyer. Yeah. So he went to the library every day. Like, but it was like a 300 kilometer fucking walk that took him like a day or train ride or whatever, whatever it was. He like went to this like library, taught himself case law, like became a lawyer, sued and won. Yeah. Representing himself after like 20 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking bear doesn't like have the mentality of like in 20 years, I'm going to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but can you sleep for six months? I wish, I wish, but like the how much human... better? How much better would our society be if, if everyone just be like, fell asleep for six months? Okay, bro, I think you just need to go. You know, you need to go hibernate, bud. Yeah, can you go fucking hibernate? <laughs> I'm gonna start using that. Go fucking hibernate. I I still prefer go play in traffic, but <laughs> go play. Um, I guess like I'm just I'm like the human mind is just so resilient and I guess stubborn that like I, there's nothing like it, right? Like there's nothing that's ever been evolved to be like it. Well, back to my original point of evolution. Sure. Almost certainly there's going to be something exactly like it either has existed before on this planet or will exist in the future after us mm-hmm. and or exists in many other places as well. Do you think aliens exist? Like, okay, okay, okay. No, 100%. No. I agree with you. Do you think aliens have contacted Earth? Or aliens know that we exist? Uh, I think it's possible. 
just simply because our frame of reference of these things is such a short period of time. And when you're talking space, you're talking light years, which means usually decades or centuries. So one of my favorite theories is, you know, if aliens sent were so advanced that they could send probes to us, why were they not advanced enough to be unnoticed and so on? Like It's because it happened 100 years or a million years ago. Right. So not only did it happen 100 years ago, but like when they sent that probe, it took the probe 100 years to get here. Or 1,000 years. Right. So they're already 100 or 1,000 years advanced beyond that. So they like caught up to their probe with a ship. Yeah. And then by the time we see that ship, their civilization's well, already advanced well, beyond that and did a hyperdrive and beat that ship. Like, what was that? It's what was that uh, thing we sent out? It wasn't an Apollo, I don't think. We we sent out a camera on a satellite and just shot it. I think we've done that a few times. Like the one that like went past like Jupiter. Yeah, well, it went past Pluto. Right. Took its it last pictures going, yeah. and then we lost. You know, we can't reach it anymore. Yeah. Right. I'll put it on the screen if I remember. Um, what if 500 years from now, some fucking weird computer in the corner of some lab starts pinging? Right. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And they brush it off. And they're like, the fucking Apollo 18 computer? What the fuck is this? Have to like Google to, no, Yahoo. They Yahoo it because Yahoo has now taken over. <laughs> Five hundred yeah, yeah, who bought Google they, because they were there. Yeah, the no, it's Yelp. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yelp. <laughs> Yelp owns the world. Yelp owns Google, and uh, they Yelp it, and Yelp says, "Oh yeah, this is some fucking satellite <laughs> that we sent out, like you know, five hundred years in two thousand or in nineteen eighty, whatever it was." And we're like, uh, and it's like now been reactivated by fucking aliens or whatever. Like right? someone brought it back. Whatever, sure, yeah. They're like, "Hey, we found your shit." Yeah. But what does this mean? <laughs> none of us on Earth that have were involved in that would be, even be alive, right? So very possibly, aliens have sent something out, and we won't even get it until all of us are dead. Yeah, right. They they could have already responded. They yeah. could have been in their way. But it's taking so long. Yeah, we do get. Um, I um I've been known to get very very drunk. And watch like ancient aliens. Right. My, uh, I, I, I'm, I would say a healthy skeptic. I don't believe in God. I don't really believe in intelligent life in the universe. I think like statistically it's inevitable that it's out there, but I, I have such a, I don't think they've, we've ever contacted them. I don't think they've ever been a part of. It's more likely that that was just a past civilization. Sure, but they're they're not like well, like people always say they got abducted by aliens and shit. Like right. they're doing tests on us. I don't think anything. I don't think Area Fifty One. I don't think any of that's legitimate, because Donald Trump would have tweeted about it. <laughs> even even if no, the deep state kept it from no, him. no. Even if they were like Donald, we will kill you if you tell people about this. He'd be like, no, he won't. Dude, he's going to take a fucking Ambien and tweet about it. No, there's no way. Donald Trump did not tweet about fucking aliens. Well, in that line of reasoning, somebody, quote, along the line will take an Ambien. And some, like. My exact point. Yeah. Somebody along the line. There was you can't, one rogue Area 51 employee 
would have broken this. It just would have happened. Well, there's that one guy who claims to be, but apparently he was just a janitor. Yeah, he he was like, oh, I, you know, I worked on Area 51, and he then gets on all these podcasts and turns out he didn't have clearance. Yeah, no, he was like the doorman. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but uh, I'm healthily skeptical, I would say, about I, these kind of I, things. I think the... But hold on. I, I have been known to watch like a- ancient aliens and stuff because my father, you, you know, well, you know, my father, like he, me and him did not get along for a long time, but now we're back on good terms with each other. I would say, hopefully we'll have him on the podcast one day. That'd be oh, so funny. I, want, I like this is an idea that we've had for a while. We want to do an episode where we have both our fathers on and we just like, get them to talk about how disappointed they are in us <laughs> anyway but uh my father is a firm believer of like nazi space bases like he thinks the nazis worked with aliens Ooh. to have like a base on the opposite side of the moon and they have like underground or underwater cities and shit and like he like he used to listen to um oh fuck what's that um it was talk radio CGOB, I think the guy just died. Uh, oh, what's it? Fuck. Like, he, he used, like syndicated on CGOB. Yeah, he used to listen to this talk radio of this fucking guy that was just batshit insane. That was this would talk about like today we're talking about Nazi space bases and like when, all when I was a kid. I remember because you don't mean Rush Limbaugh, do you? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, a science guy. No, it was like. Whatever, but I were I I have these vivid memories of being a kid. My my cabin, um, my family cabin doesn't have like the walls don't go all the way up to the ceiling. Yeah, like so our rooms like you can hear everything in the, in the cabin because it's like this. It's supposed to be rustic because you're supposed to spend your fucking time at the beach, right? Um, but at night, when I was a kid, you know, six, seven, eight years old going to bed i'd be lying in bed or whatever and then my my father would be out in the living room listening to talk radio because we only got am radio out of the cabin yeah my mother would be reading a book he'd be listening to radio and that's how we would go to bed right i'd be like i don't know jerking off how old was i this would have been like 2000 what five so i didn't have a phone or internet or anything probably probably, jer- probably jerking off. jerking off maybe reading a comic book yeah. Something like that. I used to like those big, like, thicker, like, the Bones comic books, you know? Yeah, Tintin. T- yeah, I never read that one, but yeah. Um, I liked a- Asterix and Obelix and... Uh, the yeah, f- that's, like, in the realm of Tintin. Okay, sure. The Far Side, I like that. Anyway, but... So, the, the so I was probably reading one of those comics. Graphic novels. to From Under Lamplight. And my father would listen to this fucking Nazi space base fucking... Um, when I was a kid, like I this have explains me- so much. I have vivid memories of this shit, and no, and then that's why I'm interested in. It, I think is because this fucking guy. Um, you gotta find out who this is. I want to. I, I like I, if you said the name, I'd be like, yeah, that's it. I like a hundred percent. I think sober, I could pull it out of text, my head. Text your father. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Email your father. I love it when you send screenshots of conversations between you and your father, like via email. It's so funny. To <laughs> we me. capitalizes every word except yeah. the, yeah, it's, it's all anyway. Um, he emails like a boomer. He is a boomer, but, um, 
I've always been really interested in why do you think that is? Why do you think humans are interested in just fucking Nazi space bases and shit? Like shit that's like any logistical thinking would be like, okay. Cause that's like, that's beyond even the realm of conspiracy theories. Like I, I get the conspiracy, like the, you know, conspiracy theories and quotations are getting more popular with COVID. It's like, Oh, the fucking world government's trying to control us, all this shit. But like just the ridiculous, like, Oh, there's aliens and they're fucking, you can't even see them cause they're fucking invisible aliens. And it's like, well, I'd like to take the Occam's razor approach to this and just go back to like, why, why do people want to believe stories at all? Why do like, why do humans want to believe that Barry is evil versus Barry is just, bad for me like i feel like that's the same mechanism at work is you know the the willingness or wanting to believe in fairy tales and fantasies over reality like yeah why do why do why do humans do that that doesn't make much sense from an evolutionary standpoint it's probably sex related Anything it's like always anything that can't yeah anything in evolution that can't be explained immediately uh, you know via survival or uh, you know need for reproduction need for life need for health or whatever you can immediately just explain it away with oh it's probably sex reasons like peacocks having giant tails that are inefficient and heavy and whatever. So the show um Coast to Coast AM, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just Googled it. Um the the show and Dreamland. That, yeah, the show that my father used to listen it's to still still airs nightly, by the way. Yeah, Art Bell is dead though. Um Art Bell was his name. He he hosted a show called Coast to Coast AM, which was just conspiracy, paranormal, like that kind of shit. He was kind of uh, paved the way for people like Alex Jones, if we're being honest. Rush, <laughs> like, and Rush Limbaugh. And Rush Limbaugh. And yeah, Art Bell, um, Apparently great guy. That's what I heard. Um, but my father loved that kind of shit. And my father's an academic. Like he was a teacher um, for his entire career. And, um, but just love that kind of shit. That can try kind of conspiracy shit. And like um, for entertainment value or because he believes it. I don't know. I don't, I can't get a straight answer out of him. Because I'll be like, Dad, do you actually believe in this shit? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what he, does that mean? So, he, like, he's probably the kind of person that like tells himself it's he does it for entertainment, but he like believes it a little bit. Just like me and the sci-fi stuff and yeah. these and these like fantasy novels, I like I like to believe that humanity has the capability to like save itself when push comes to shove. And, but we don't. <laughs> but I'm like, no, no, we're fucked. We're 100% fucked. None of this is possible. I'm like, but this but. is another way it could work. It could happen. It could be true. Shout out Art Bell. Shout out Art Bell. Rest in peace. Rest in pieces, maybe. Well, I remember he, he, shit. he died. No, apparently he was not. He was a great guy. That's what I heard from people. Oh, yeah. uh, when he, he died in 2018, I remember because I texted my father. Yeah. I was like, oh, did you hear Art Bell? I was like, I know. <laughs> like, um, I think he'd like retired before that yeah. or whatever. But um. I just, I have vivid memories of just Art Bell's voice through the AM, ra- shitty AM radio that my father had from like college. That'll be my career In path. my cabin. I'll like, eventually end up on AM radio just yeah. ranting about shit. This podcast will be on AM. We'll, we'll syndicate to AM radio. <laughs> coast to coast AM. Love it. Love it. Getting drunker and drunker. That, that's just normal radio though. There was a uh, CKUW. 
which is a uh, the University of Winnipeg's radio station. Okay. Is like 100% volunteer funded. Volunteer. All the shows yeah. are volunteers and it's uh, donor funded. Right. There used to be a show. I think they got canceled, but there used to be a show at like in the 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. spot or whatever. Or like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. spot. And the guy would just be fucking blitzed. <laughs> like just taking shots, fucking drinking beers, like just literally slurring his fucking words. I can't see anything going wrong with this For, being a daily performance. Yeah, well, I think it's canceled now, but, um, and just, you know, would play the music and then come back on and just be, oh, that was fucking rolling stuff. Like just blitzed. And that was, the, but that was the gimmick, right? It was like, oh, you're a drunk night with Dave, whatever it was, right? Yeah. And uh, apparently did that for like years. And then I think it was like canceled because it was like he was saying questionable things. Well, they're but... like, yeah, number one, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you can't be drunk on the fucking air. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like... you sleep all day. You drink all night. Like, yeah. you're you're inevitably going. Well, that's going uh, to yeah, go badly. Like, I get it was fine because it's like a small Winnipeg station. You can't get anywhere else, whatever. But like, I know like uh, American television, you can't like drink beer on TV or whatever. Yeah, if you ever like watch these beer commercials, it cuts right as they put it to their mouth. Hmm. Like there's like a law. Don't quote me on that exact one, but I think there's like a law because I remember someone was laugh. I was watching some video, some YouTube video where they were laughing because it's like they keep cutting right as they raise it to their mouth. And then it was like, yeah, that's actually because you can't show someone consuming alcohol in like between these hours on TV. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense from public public programming yeah, yeah that 100% makes sense because like US TV people don't really think about this but it used to be like the reason old timey movies were really cringy and boring and and stereotyped is because the plot was actually mandated by the government you couldn't have like you want to talk about fucking Chinese authoritarianism you couldn't actually have a movie in which uh, like number one like a like a divorced woman or man could not be seen to be enjoying their life. Uh, you could not have the morally bad person win or be successful or have any, or, you know, be favored in any way. You couldn't have any religiously amoral person uh, be seen in a favorable light or be likable. If that person was a likable character, like the plot had to be changed, make them an unlikable, undesirable character. They have to, you know, be more depraved. They have to be worse. They have to be evil. And yeah, these used to be rules, and if you didn't meet meet these rules, you could not be, uh, you could not be screened, you could not be broadcast, and like that's yeah, that's that's just how America is. Like America well, is just China, but a hundred or you know fifty years more advanced, better marketing. Um, not really the same thing, but like Canada has laws. Uh, you have to play over thirty percent Canadian-made media on radio and television well it's probably just for the sake of trying to mitigate american influence too for canada yeah sure but because we're basically just little america the the the, one of the joke like there there's you know there's always the meme that uh canada has terrible television right yeah and that joke originated was because yeah we did because uh cbc and ctv just slap together shitty shows because they were legally obligated to broadcast 60% or yeah. uh, 30% uh, Canadian made 100% Canadian owned and made television and music and 
whatever. So that's that's like why it leads to really repetitive radio stations. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're in Canada, you're you're gonna hear like the weekend and Drake and Justin Bieber a lot. Like that's those couple artists are probably 30 40 percent of airtime yeah because if, if like, you if you didn't know uh all three of those artists are 100 percent canadian yeah like if you like my i don't know how it works my, my girlfriend hates the weekend like just hates really? his hates his sound my girlfriend loves the weekend yeah it just <laughs> so. like it gets on her nerves she fucking hates it and probably like because of that probably 30 40 percent of the time we're in the car listening to the radio it's off because a weekend song is on that's funny um, I don't. Number one, I don't know why you're listening to the radio in the car. Get Bluetooth. Long idiot. story. It's an old car. Okay, whatever. Number two, um, I like the weekend. Number three, uh, I don't know how the laws work with like. Do they just have to be a Canadian, or does it have to be like produced by a Canadian record company? I don't know how that works. If you had that caveat, no music would make it. <laughs> sure because most canadian artists that are big are produced by americans so is it just you have to be canadian yeah. that doesn't make any sense yeah what if you have dual citizenship that's not really a thing anymore okay i don't know i i'm gonna google it maybe later but you don't really um, get dual citizenship with u.s citizenship okay sure whatever but um i know that that's why we have a lot of weird canadian well and then you could argue that that's why like celine dion and shania twain got like so popular yeah. Was because they Canadian radio was like forcing them on people. Yeah. Not to say that like Celine Dion isn't great, but they're just getting boosted like crazy. I can't name a Celine Dion song. I just know she's Canadian. You know who I like that's Canadian? In like that kind of group of people? Nelly Furtado. Right. They unironically like Nelly Furtado. She wrote that song, All Star. No, that was Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um what about uh, Avril Lavigne? Is she Canadian? I want to say she is. I think so. Yeah. He's just a boy. Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm just... Carly Rae Jepsen is Canadian, right? Carly actually... My girlfriend, Carly. Wait, you're dating Carly Rae Jepsen? Yeah. No. Uh, my girlfriend, Carly, uh, teaches dance to Carly Rae Jepsen's, like, stepsister or something. Okay. Or, like, first cousin. Can she get me... Can she get her on the podcast, do you think? No. Ugh. What is? Why are you dating this girl? <laughs> no, no celebrity connections. She hasn't done one thing to benefit my life. <laughs> to benefit my podcast. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's questionable. It's pretty sus. I'll ask her about it. I'll write that down. I'll text her right now. Actually, thank you. She'll love that. Say, Kent Willows wants Carly Rae Jepsen on the podcast. She can do like a forty-minute spot. Yeah, we just need a f quick forty-minute cameo. It's like when we interviewed uh, the only celebrity we've enter ever interviewed, Mr. Gigi. Shout out, Mr. Gigi. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast, by the way, buddy. Um, he was like, you get 50 minutes. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, dude, that's fucking more than I expected. So let's go. Yeah. So it's the same thing with Carly Jepsen. We usually do like two hours. We'll do Carl We'll do 50 minutes for Carly Ray Jepsen. I'm sure she'd be honored. 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> five three minutes i'll what, do three minutes she just fucking shows up that's for a my second. final offer take a picture with me i'm happy <laughs> send, I, I don't send me a selfie i can't name a carly ray gypsum song either call me maybe that's her yeah oh she's famous yeah wow anyway <laughs> um shall we wrap up
hour yeah. hour 55 yeah we've covered a wide ranging topic we this or was like wide really ranging uh, i'm drunk this was a very philosophical episode i like it it's how i'm I, feeling I, I, me too i feel like my business like i'm in the busy season i'm just in the in the grind right like it's like every single day i wake up i do these farmers markets i do like covid's getting better in manitoba knock on wood uh things are opening back up uh, my Saturday was my busiest uh, St. Norbert market of the year. Um, today actually was my busiest Wednesday of the year. Because um, mass mandate's gone now as of this week. Um, things are opening yeah. up. Yeah, Customers are coming out. We're selling more. I, You know, it's just my same thing every day. I'm like not even planning for the future. I'm just kind of like, okay, tomorrow I got to do this. Tomorrow I got to do this. Tomorrow right. I got to do this. I, I feel the same. Like the more I grind, the more uh, esoteric and philosophical I get. Yeah. When I like, I'm literally just trying to keep, like I have, you know, three employees doing markets and I have to, and I only have like three tables and two tents <laughs> yeah. from the, these markets. And I have to like, in my mind be like, okay, this one's got to move here to get, go to this person, do this and do this and do this. And like, I got to drive from here to move this to whatever. And like, and then by the time I fucking know it, I look up and I'm like, Oh, it's Monday again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh shit. How do we always like r- literally t- this morning? I'm like, well, what am I doing after work? And I'm like, Oh fuck. It's the podcast day. I'm like, didn't we just film a podcast? Like fuck. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just in this. Fu- so my point being, it's nice to have kind of an esoteric episode where we talk about fucking space aliens and shit and bears because I'm just every day doing the same shit, which is, is good because I'm, I'm building something, but it's also nice to kind of get your mind off of it. You know what I mean? You know, the uh, podcast episode should be called. Hmm. Why bears hibernate, aliens don't, and you should pro- probably should. <laughs> you probably should. I like it. Boom. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that the title. Probably not. But um, we're going to go into our last um, segment here, uh, which is our business tip of the day, where uh, Tyler and I. What? what? Where Tyler and I give a business tip, um, hopefully related to something that we're currently going through in business. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I will start. I don't have one. I'm just, uh, um, so if something happens to you, let's say it's a argument, disagreement with a customer, client, business partner, coworker, whatever, uh, the best way to deal with, you know, let's say it goes really not not even goes really poorly. Let's say the outcome of the conversation makes you feel bad. Like I don't like the way this is going. Uh, this compromises my plans. Uh, you know this is gonna fuck up my promotion track. Whatever it may be. If you have something like that happen to you in a day, uh, focus on it and find the inverse and be like, okay, well, what if I wanted this to happen? What if? This was good news. This what was if, my like, plan. How could I make this good news? How could I make this my plan? How could I make this my idea? And make it your idea and like sell it to yourself. Is there something that happened to you that this is relevant to? Yes, but I can't say what it is. Okay, uh, thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Great. I Thank you, Audie. I can't give a specific story, but... Uh, Can you tell me after? What does that mean? What, what do you mean, no? Yes, sure. I didn't say no. 
you hesitated. But yeah, so flip the inverse, play devil's advocate to yourself enthusiastically, mind you, and sell that bitch to yourself. And I find even if you don't care about that, like about the outcome either way, uh, it puts you in a very, like in a much healthier mental state. And then when the actual, when the time comes to actually deal with the issue, uh, you're going to be much better at it. Because in general, when you're debating a topic, um, you're only going to be effective at it if you actually understand both sides. Yeah. Because especially with a Which, business <laughs> that's you know, actually, issue, you'll get emotional about it and you'll probably fuck it up. That's actually the first, we're, we're the same personality type uh, from the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Uh, we're both ENTPs and uh, it's called nicknamed the debater. Yeah. And actually the first line of that personality type, it's exactly what you just said. How can you possibly expect me to understand a, a topic if I don't argue both sides? Yeah. I remember taking the test when I was like 18 and reading that first line and like it was like my whole personality made sense to me all of a sudden. Yeah. Like the I'm like wait, is that why I'm argumentative? Like that's why I'm just like but what like I I constantly argue shit I don't believe in just yeah. and I didn't know why and when I read that I'm like wait. Seeking, <laughs> and it was like I yeah. figured life out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not saying personality tests are like some of them are fucking full of shit. Some of them are whatever. But I just, I just personally know when I read that, I was yeah. like, wow, I, I kind of understand myself a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they are very good for triggering epiphanies. Yeah. I'll give you that. So my business tip of the day, um, I touched on it a little bit earlier and I actually wanted to go into it, but we didn't, we ended up getting off topic and I didn't get into it. Uh, I forget what we were talking about, but it was about, um, talent and uh so i was watching a i think it, i think it was a tiktok actually i follow a couple uh like um people that help you get a job on uh, tiktok mm -hmm. they're like i don't know what you call that performance coach kind of thing like yeah. like i i'm a recruiter whatever but uh just because i find it interesting and they were talking about how post-COVID, um, we're never going back to the same kind of office space and the same kind of organizations that we were. And that no. now tech companies in Silicon Valley are where previously, there's that famous story of that guy that worked for Google, I think. Google or, or another tech company that lived in a van. Yeah, I think it was Google. Because he like moved from like Ohio got a job with Google and they're like, well, do you live in California? They're like, he's like, uh, yeah, I live in California. Got the job and then just like bought a van and lived in their parking lot because yeah. he like needed to move to California. Right. But, um, post now like COVID happened and everyone started working from home. And now a lot of these giant tech companies are, um, keeping it optional. You can work from home if you want. Yeah. So my it's, tip, it's short of a mandate, but they know a lot of people are going to opt in. So my tip of the day is to kind of lean into that. So I'll do one cent, one tip for a business owner and then one tip as a, someone who wants to get a job. So my tip as you, someone who wants to get a job is that you are no longer hist like geographically locked how you historically were. And even if a business doesn't necessarily post you can work from home 
I would email the the whoever, the recruiting person, whatever, whoever you're sending your resume to, do a note, be like, hey, I'm interested in this business, rem- in this j- position remote. Could I work 100% remotely? Yeah. And I would wager you, if you said that to, if you send out 100 resumes in 2018, you'd probably get one back that said, yeah. I would wager you 30% would send back now saying, yeah, you can work 100% remote. Yes. I, yeah, I would agree. It's been, a, it's been a big acceleration. And if you don't think that your, your skills can be applied to remote work, like just remember like whatever it is that you do for a job, unless it's literally like what I do, like trades and stuff where you have to be physically present, uh, any kind of customer service, uh, you know, most people work in some form of communication, some form of sales, some form of ser- like customer service. Yep. All of those, all of those skills are applicable to something else, and odds are you can probably make the same wager better working virtually. Yeah, because you don't have to lock yourself anymore. You you live in some shitty small town, right? But maybe your mom lives here and you don't want to leave. Yeah. And you're like, well, all the jobs suck. Maybe you can work in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're smart out. enough for. But and now you can work remote, right? And then so my tip, same kind of tip inverse as a business owner is that don't lock down your talent pool based on your geographic location. Don't be, don't be that. It's like, no, I need to meet them. I need whatever, because you're going to lock out a lot of, there is some girl in fucking, you know, Southwest South Dakota right now. That would be the perfect fit for your, you know, job doing like outward sales, cold calls or something that they a hundred percent could do from Southwest South Dakota. But you, because your ego wants your office to be more full and look more yes. full, you want to have more Fuck desks. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's what you want people in your location. But believe me, you don't need it. And there's <laughs> no, a lot of, and there's a lot of talent. And you think that you staring over that person's shoulder is going to make them more productive. Yes. And I, I and, and, and that you like, this is the biggest farce of any business owner is they think that they have some like natural ability to judge people's effectiveness or their character or their work ethic just by observing them. You don't. At best, you get a 50-50, which means you don't know fucking anything. And I let, like, most of my employees um, work independently of me. Yeah, they're very autonomous. By design. My entire business model is very autonomous, right? My bartenders work without me there. My my event people, we do a lot of farmer's markets and events. They work without me there. Um, My vineyard staff work without me there. Zach's there guiding them usually, like... At least on over text. But he's but, one of the staff at this point. Yeah. But most of my staff works with guidance. You know, they ask questions in the group chat. But you, they don't need a fucking person breathing down their neck. And then I'll, I'll even add to that. I've never had like an office office where people, you know, come in for eight hours and do their job with cubicles and shit. But you know the, the amount of time that's wasted... Because I'm very... Like 30%. You're probably the same. I'm very results-oriented, not, like, process-oriented, right? 
Yeah. Like my, my employees will say, okay, well, what if we do it like this? And I'm like, if you can do it like that and get it done, go for it. I don't give a shit if you do it like, like how I want it done. As long as it gets done how I want it done. Right. So when you give people a goal rather than tasks, they can get it done quicker in my opinion. So a lot of these people that work from home that would come into the office and work eight hours. If you're like, well, you need to get this done. They'll be like, okay, they'll figure out in five hours and then they just get to be home. Yeah. But you want them, you'd be like, oh, well I have budget for eight hours. So I need you to make this take eight hours, but, but it's five hours. They're job. more efficient. Right. I think that working from home has actually made people more efficient. Yeah. So it's either ego or it's greed. Yeah. Yeah. So business owners, I'm talking to you. Stop that. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck it. Don't do Dude, it. Dude. Fuck off. I'm more capitalist than fucking any of you. Don't do, fuck off. Like just. Here's one last, one last thing to add to that. The economist did a poll or did a study on this and uh, they found that people were able to get on average, get more work done from home. But their work days were longer because they had more meetings. And the meetings, uh, you know, secondary study, they dig into why were there more meetings. More meetings were executed uh, primarily so that, you know, in conclusion, middle managers felt like they were still... Relevant. Middle, they were still middle managing. <laughs> and so the meetings were done... You know, to basically prop up the egos of the managers yeah. to which, make sure that they were which, managing. As soon as you get over a hundred employees, you start getting yeah the egos and the politics of my father. We brought up my father like twice on this episode. My father was a elementary school teacher for thirty five years, and very very well liked. Like you. I remember I'm in the the like uh, Facebook group for my neighborhood where I grew up. Yeah. And someone asked uh, the, the school that my father used to teach at for like 21 years. They were like, hey, um, what do you guys think of this school? I'm thinking about sending my kids there. And I comment, my father worked there for, you know, 21 years. He said it was good. Good people. Good, good administration. And everyone saw my name and I got literally like 30 people commented, wait, is your dad, Mr. Willows? My, my kids had him or I had him. We loved him. Like all the, like literally. And I screenshotted it and I sent it to him on like father's day or something. Yeah. Just be like, these people fucking love you. Anyway, they asked him every like two years, can you please become a principal all the time? Yeah. They kept trying to promote him. And he was like, nah. And I asked him one time, like, why wouldn't you take a pay raise? Why wouldn't you? Whatever. He's like, dude, they 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 have daily meetings to talk about teacher drama. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't talk like this, but I'm paraphrasing. Like, they have, like, meetings every day at, like, 4 p.m. to talk about which teachers have been talking shit about different teachers. It's like, yeah, the gossip, the, the daily gossip meeting. And he's like, yeah, I've been skipping these meetings since I had tenure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never go to them. I because what are they? Gonna, they're not going to fire me. And I would. And as a principal, you have to deal with them. 
and he was just talking about this organization. Obviously, we all know the government's bloated and terrible, but that's my firsthand experience with like a, a large organization is just that hours of these people's times are taken up with fucking drama between not even the t- students. Yeah. Which, you know... <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's discrepancies of the system, yeah. Take it over to a, like, business, quote, say the students are customers, you know, and the teachers are employees. It's like you're dealing with fucking employee drama more than you're dealing with the customers. You know what you need to be dealing with as a business? The fucking customers, the one that give you the money. (laughs) Yeah, what's the shortest path to the end, end result? It's not drama. So let's not have these meetings... Right? Let's not yeah. have these people in your fucking office. Like, I think this is going to... COVID has made a permanent switch. Now, here's a different idea. Uh, sure. If your father was principal, he could have canceled those meetings. Maybe, but maybe not. Probably Because could. maybe the... No, but maybe the drama of these teachers would have happened behind the scenes and made it worse. You know so what I mean? So you're saying like, they were important? Meetings were important. No, I'm saying that all <laughs> the government employees are so far gone the entire system is a loss so these maybe me- it's a bad example so because these meetings were necessary is what you're saying no um so he could have canceled them maybe necessary yeah they were necessary in the same way public school is necessary that's a vague statement i don't want to get into that we were trying to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're not going to get into that. So Anyway, but uh, we're at two hours, hold, 30 hold, minutes. So moral we, of the story. That was our hold, tips. Hold daily drama meetings. Moral of the story is if you're an employee, don't think about region anymore. Obviously, make it clear. I am not moving to your fucking town, but I think I can provide this value remotely. Yeah. And I want to work remote. That is my intention. Uh, and as an employer, don't fucking stroke your own ego because you can look out at your fucking trading floor and see 30 cubicles. You'd rather look at four cubicles and have 26 remote employees that are doing more productive work. Yeah. Right? The, I'm telling you, fuck off. <laughs> like, I, I, I know. I have a bigger ego than you do, probably. I know. I know. I jerk off to myself, too. And I jerk off to my cubicles too but I jerk off more to the amount of fucking money I make so chill the fuck out <laughs> that's a great principle jerking off all of it so I want to talk about jerking off for a second just kidding okay well, so my my name in, is yeah my name is Willows and my uh, name is Tyler thank you for listening to Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast po- uh, the podcast where we talk about business and politics and esoteric fucking weird bears and shit uh, both sober and then drunk to see if we come to the same conclusion it's relevant um, Alcohol Beyond This Point on uh, Instagram. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Um, If you're listening to this uh, podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please leave a comment if possible. I don't think you can leave like a Spotify comment, but if you're listening on YouTube or even... Give us a follow. Yeah, sure. Tweet us or comment... No, we don't have a Twitter, but (laughs) comment on our... A Twitter. Comment on our Instagram or our Facebook. Uh, Tell us where you're listening from because we... My analytics say we have like 30 viewers every every week, but I don't know. Tell us where you're listening from. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. 
Uh, do you have any final? Nope. I'm just going to cut out there. <laughs> you nope. Alcohol beyond this point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.